0: i sure. Welcome back to another episode of A Real Page-Turner with Donnie Granza and Mara Maros. Hi, Donnie.
1: Hello, Mara. Good to be back uh, for another like, little delayed episode, but we're back. Yes, sorry show. about that.
0: <laughs> my my fault. Everything The time got away from me. <laughs> so this week, though, we are doing Nightmare Alley, which is a novel by William Lindsay Gresham, mm-hmm. published in 1946. And I believe it's classified as like a kind of a, I don't know, a noir type of book, but it's fiction. And so it's but but it's been a more recent movie with a pretty all-star cat, right, Daddy..
1: Yes. Yes, so this uh this film uh the this film adaptation is the second one. There there was uh an old black and white film uh released in 1947 based off the novel and then the other one is from a few years back uh 2021 uh direct, directed by Guillermo, Guillermo Del Toro ri- written by him and Kim Morgan. And yeah, really like a star-studded cast. Bradley Cooper, Cate Blanchett, Tony Collette, richard jenkins rooney mara ron perlman mary steenberg and david Strathan. uh so really um uh, very notable uh the film um uh the film had a lot of um acclaim acclaim it was uh well received by critics and it earned four oscar nominations uh including one for best picture as well as for cinematography costume design and production design uh and um uh but it wasn't However, a financial success, it was actually a flop at the box office, um, grossing like just under forty million dollars, uh, and it, you know, failed to recoup its budget, which was like sixty million dollars. So, it was that? Well.
0: I can't say I'm surprised. Um, <laughs> but before we get into that, we should say that it really, it the the premise, the plot of the story is that it's centered around a carnival and the main character, Stanton Carlyle, goes on to kind of, I don't know, become a, what did they call it? Like a, a, a mentalist, a mentalist. Me- medium. Yeah, a mentalist. And he kind of leaves the carnival and he and his wife go out and uh, go out on their own. And it's kind of how they swim people, but there's a lot of talk about, you know, substance abuse and alcoholism and kind of kind of the under the seedy part of the carnival lifestyle and how they kind of try to scheme others and how the kind of the, I would say like a. Look into how those, what do they call them? Like a geek show, the 10 in 1s have recently, like how they began, like swindling people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good good, uh, summary there. Yeah. You see, like in the carnival lifestyle and how, like, everything unfolds there. And it's really some, like, rather displeasing things. You see, they have someone that they call, like, a geek. And this is, like, a person, a human being that they lock up and the, person is like real disheveled and um, you know, downtrodden and they use him as like this person that they gawk at and, you know, the crowd comes in and see you know, sees him like act and he eat and it's rather like right at the beginning they show this scene and it's rather gross where he where the man like eats a live chicken there, which I really didn't care for. <laughs> uh there but I guess it's to show how they how they treat this man and thing and that does um come back later into the, later on and I will mention that there will be you know if you haven't seen it and you're interested there will be uh spoilers yep. throughout this uh episode.
0: Yeah they get somebody to geek by plying them with like alcohol and uh narcotics that get them, you know, and then they're afraid of becoming sober, so they'll do anything for the alcohol. And that includes biting chickens'
1: heads. Yeah, it's really uh uh, barbaric.
0: <laughs> I liked the structure of the book because every chapter was represented by a different tarot card. And the tarot was pretty prominent in the book. I think they show, you know, that was some of it in the movie, but really more prominent in the book. And I, I liked that structure of the
1: chapters. Yeah. I,
0: I did like that. It was, um,
1: it was interesting. <laughs>
0: yeah, and it was a pretty short book. It wasn't—I don't think it was real long. But I—I I did like. I mean, I did like the book. I, I actually had a really hard time getting into it in the first—I don't know, maybe one or two chapters. Then once I got invested in the story of Stan Carlisle, I did like it. You know, I did—I did kind of really um, enjoy it and wanted to see where it went.
1: Yeah, it, it was—it's kind of like a, a slow burn. But it—you know—took took me a little while. But I there were some—you know—elements I enjoyed uh, with it. And, um, you know, there were some parts in the book that I, felt, you know, maybe dragged and got bored a little. But for the most part, I think it did uh, grab my attention. Yeah. But The movie, uh, on
0: the other hand, <laughs> that you said, I I didn't realize that it was Oscar nominated. Did it win anything?
1: Uh, no, it, it, it didn't win the awards I out for. <laughs>
0: it makes me question everything I know about movies, but I do sometimes think that there are certain Oscar nominated films that just don't resonate with like a general population, right? Like maybe it's very artistic and I feel like that happens. And this is one of them. Like, I don't know any other word other than to say I was painful while I was watching it. <laughs> <laughs> And that may sound brutal, but I was never so bored in my life. And it just, I don't know, like I felt like it was very disjointed because they tried to take so much that was in the book, even though it wasn't a long book. And I don't know, like it just felt like it wasn't connecting for me based on what I knew in the book. And I don't know if that was your experience. I mean, and it was such an all-star cast that I can't help but wonder like what happened. because i was like i was just it was like two at like it was like two and a half hours and i'm like oh my god is this ever gonna end
1: yeah yeah it's interesting like to pick back off your point about the oscar nominations like it's weird because most of like the nominations are in the technical categories like the costume and cinematography and production design so kind of get you know i kind of get that i did think you know the costumes were um were well done and kind of like indicative of that of that time yes uh, that, i would agree with I, that yeah and then it, it's weird like all those like technical categories and then it was nominated for best pictures it like it's weird the uh, strange like nothing you know wasn't nominated for directing or any acting a, awards or the writing or anything so yeah i i you know i wasn't surprised that it you know maybe for best picture was a little surprising but the other uh, but the other categories so i was like yeah i, I, I get it and then it was like it, it looked good of the film. I did. I don't think I hated it as much as you do. Uh You were there. getting a
0: barrage of texts for me while I was watching it. <laughs>
1: Uh, there um yeah there was i did like like in the beginning i like the carnival st- stuff um now minus like the grossness of this the, the scene with the chicken some other like gross stuff uh and but like a lot of the carnival stuff and a lot of the carrot you know the characters in that i was uh, definitely intrigued but then as we see bradley cooper's character Stan, stanford stanton i mean sorry as we see him and molly um rooney mara's character leave they go to leave and start this con game at that point i got kind of bored a lot of that stuff i just was very bored with it didn't uh stand out yeah and because, i guess
0: no go ahead sorry
1: and, and i guess um one thing i liked about the carnival and this whole you know like kind of like freak show elements it reminded me of this old old horror movie that i that i saw from it's from the 1930s called freaks uh there and if you've never seen if you've never seen it i highly recommend it even though it's old it's from 1932 i believe so you know some people kind of write off the you know movies from that era but you definitely should see it. it's very creepy and uh yet intriguing uh there so kind of reminded me a little of that of, of that movie so that's kind of like why i like to love the carnival stuff but the other things it just seemed way too drawn out and boring. so
0: interesting enough when you mentioned the academy award this is from 2022 and we have done another one we actually did the power of the dog was nominated that year too
1: oh yeah yeah,
0: that, yeah. i've actually seen quite a few movies that were <laughs> nominated at that time yeah um so that's that's interesting because we've done others from that.
1: Yeah, I believe I believe we liked uh, Power of the Dog a little better. <laughs> I think we did. Yes, <laughs> we did.
0: Yeah, I, and one of my I felt like they condensed like so much, and I know you can't flesh out everything, but like with the psychiatrist psychologist that Lilith, that relationship starts like very slow with Stanton. You know, you lose a lot. I think in the movie of the fast talking nature of Stanton Carlisle, like you know, he becomes a reverend and then he's kind of revered. And, you know, people respect him and he's doing all this mentalist activity and he goes to this Lilith Ritter and, you know, you don't necessarily see them having an affair like straight up, you know, like they, but they did in that in that in the movie and you kind of you you get a little bit more of Ritter's I think what's the word I want manipulate manipulation of Stanton in the book than you do in the movie yeah, and, just... and the same thing that 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 Grindle so she sets him up with that Grindle who really wants to connect with a woman that he was with who had an abortion which they changed that really to a miscarriage in the movie they strayed away mm. from abortion and she died from an abortion and he wants to like summon her because he's something he's felt very guilty about his whole life. And, but they accelerated that so much. Like they didn't show all that was leading up to him going to the factory to do that reading. Like they, and they left out like the cat. Like there was something that he did with that cat to get the needle move in the book on something that they take totally out of the movie. Yeah and he doesn't like like, the movie like he killed like they ran that guy over and then backed over which never happened in the book like it was so like it was almost like gratuitous violence
1: yeah uh, like there were some like surprising elements to the the, uh uh to the film like when you know particularly that scene that scene really threw me for a loop when he runs him over over. and there it's um a gave me like a little bit of like a, a jump scare. Yeah. A little. Yeah, but I know it's like it a big difference in the in the book that you mentioned about him becoming a reverend there. And yeah, I was disappointed that that was not included in, in the film, that I, I think that could have definitely been very interesting. Uh, I think it could have been a good commentary. Uh These kind of like mega church preachers, the televangelists and that, who, in my own opinion, I have very much problems with, with them and how like they can be greedy and seedy and get you know money out of vulnerable people they're they are they don't exactly live christian lifestyles
0: yeah and i uh, think they, they really missed that in that. the. i agree with you. i think they really missed that in the movie because they didn't show him like taking that house from that older woman and how he like kind of got them to believe their people were coming to him during a seance like it just felt like i, I don't know why all that was out i i don't like that's why i was saying i felt like it was very disjointed and you didn't get that his mm-hmm. wife molly had really really like she had like a more of a moral compass, right? Like she was like, this is wrong. I don't want to do this anymore. And then she goes on and leaves him and to have her own life. And like, what, it, by all accounts, seems like a decent life with somebody, which I thought yeah. was, you know, they kind of never really get to that in the movie, but
1: yeah.
0: I, I kind of felt like they didn't like flesh that out. I don't know.
1: They do. They do kind of get into the, the movie on her, her disagreement with, uh, with Stan, uh, particularly when it comes to the. The character you mentioned before that Ezra uh and where he, he gets her to pretend to be the woman back for the dead and then as he approached and as Ezra approaches her he, you know she freaks out and just says no I can't do this I can't do this so they did you know that was about like all I got like as far as her misgivings
0: and even himself. the end with Lilith like he doesn't discover that she swapped that money until he's on his own he doesn't drop the briefcase in the office like in the movie and realize that she replaced all those thousands of dollars with just like wads of ones. Mm. He discovers that on his own in the mo- yeah. in the book and knows he's been bested. And then yeah. she goes on to marry Ezra. And then you're kind of left wondering, like, was he in on it, right? Like, you're kind of left wondering, like, was that the long game the whole time? Which I don't think it was, but it gives you that little bit of doubt in the book. But in the movie, like, it's just kind of imp- like, you don't see that. Like, I, I don't know. I like the, that impact of the book when he's on his own and realizes that she's got him. It's kind of like the swindler's been swindled, you know, and I I feel like you miss that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I guess they went for like a more cinematic thing with yeah. discovering it, like in front of her, and then and then there's the whole you know chase scene with the cops, and and it's funny how like it does come full full circle where you know he, runs, he hides out on that train with the ch- with the uh, chickens, ironically, mm-hmm. and then you know comes comes upon you know this other carnival, and he tries to get the new um, carnival owner or manager, whatever you want to call him, to uh, you know hire him to do his act and the manager has uh, other ideas which does you know the ending you know uh, like the the scene plays out pretty much the same in the book as it, as it does yeah. in the movie um where the carnival guy is not interested in his mentalist act and uh, does say and does tell him that you know they need a geek they need a, a geek Uh, to do it and you see Bradley Cooper kind of like laughing and kind of accepting his fate as we saw like in the beginning how they treated the geek and now he's going to be put in that same position and one thing I thought they should they should have done that I think would have been better like been a more like a more cinematic moment I don't think they should have said you know they should have had the guy say it's like oh you know it's a job it's a temporary job or we need uh, for you to be a geek I don't think they they should have said the geek because as as I was watching it, I was watching that scene play out and once it once he started talking about it I, I knew I knew that's where it was going because I was I was reading the book at the same time and I finished the book shortly after it so I hadn't gotten to that scene when I was watching the movie and you know I don't you know I think like it was explaining too much mean like oh we need a, we need a geek I think that they should have now maybe what they could have done was having describe it describe everything saying oh this is a job Bob and Bradley Cooper, you know, agreeing to it, and then maybe cut to like a scene of him disheveled, like locked in a cage or mm. something, and then end and then end it that way. I think that would have been a more cinematic, you know, cinematic, you know, show don't tell. I just, thought, mm. I, I just thought it lost its it lost its luster with um, him, you know, saying the word geek, and then
0: yeah, I see stand. what you're
1: saying. Yeah, you know, that's one thing like I've I've learned and had with uh screenwriting is show you know show don't tell you don't have to lay everything out i think the audience would get it
0: yeah i really liked i mean i did like tony collette's performance as Zena i thought she was like yeah. that was that was good and i like her character again it was a little i think less in the movie than the book i mean you see her a lot but it's just a little different i don't know it's a little different but i did like her character and i like her um but i thought that i thought you know that was good but again i think they under I, I think they underrepresented her relationship with stan and them sneaking around so much like i think they showed it in the movie as being a one time thing where they kind of had an affair but really it was ongoing and so i think they like that was just something that was a little bit missed and then you know i it's just, it's hard to show some things, I think, in a movie like guilt, right? Like Stan was guilt, did feel guilty about inadvertently giving Pete the wood alcohol that he didn't know would kill him. He didn't know that. And they kind of show how that eats away at him in the book a little bit. But I think that's hard you to know, show in a movie.
1: True. Yeah. I agree. I also did like, you know, Tony Colette. She, she was, you know, very good at that. That, um, you know, it's funny, like, like Kate Blanchett's character, Lilith. Uh, now, Kate Blanchett, she's, you know, a fantastic, amazing actress, but I was like, I just was kind of bored with her character. It's like her scenes, uh, you know, when they'd come, when they'd come on, I would just, I just didn't get me anywhere. I was bored. And and again, like, I, I, re- like I mentioned before, how like I enjoyed the carnival scene much more than the other ones, and her you know that's where the book of her, her story was and though and those things that
0: yeah, and I just they, think they underutilized that character in the movie,
1: yeah, it could have could have been more did you have any uh any other thoughts or anything
0: <laughs> no, other than I will never get those hours back of my life. <laughs> That's terrible. I'll never tag this. Like, uh, but (laughs) it was like one of those movies. It's like, I could see why I never watched this. And it
1: was so, so crazy. Two and a half hours.
0: It was like, oh my gosh! And I think you know, for me, it was after like I kind of did begin to enjoy the book, and I don't know. I was just expecting a little bit more with the cast that was in it, and and I don't. Yeah. It was nothing about the like the cast did a great job. It was just that I just felt it was disjointed, and I I just didn't enjoy that. I don't know. That's my final thought, <laughs> Do you, you know, have
1: any final... Interesting bit of trivia that I was reading that, um, you know, kind of related to the or the first adaptation, the 1947 one the character of Stan is played by like, you know, old an old actor was very popular, that type of name, Tyrone Power. And then I guess i show now um his daughter actually makes a a cameo in the in the film so i was reading that and i was like oh that's i found that i found that interesting so that is interesting i I like when movies do stuff like that
0: so (laughs) yeah i did not (laughs) know that. that yeah that, that is interesting.
1: Yeah. Obviously, um, Tyrone Power has been dead since 1958, so he was unable to make a cameo.
0: Well, the other thing, is, too, is that the author, Gresham, actually ended up dying like not long after this because he overdosed on sleeping pills. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. Which I think, I, and I don't know in the movie, and I just want to end, end with this final thought, is that you got what the Nightmare Alley was, right? like The book, like you began to understand what they meant by Nightmare Alley, which was that everybody has a Nightmare Alley, and it's kind of like what you you're most afraid of, right? Like that was my interpretation of like what you were most afraid of. And some people would have a nightmare and that it would be like repetitive and symbolic of kind of what you were most afraid of, like a dark enclosed kind of alley. And I don't think you got that in the movie unless I was zoned out and missed it.
1: No, no, I, I, I would agree there. <laughs>
0: like, I thought you kind of like, cause I didn't really know what it meant when we talked about doing this one. And I don't think I would have picked it up just watching the movie of why it was called Nightmare Alley, which I think you get from the book. That's my final parting thought.
1: Yeah, that's a good one.
0: <laughs> well, great. So I don't know, maybe people will watch this and see it after hearing this or read the book and they could disagree or agree with us. So until next time, keep reading and keep watching.